is! How's it going everybody? Today we're going to be talking about The Little Mermaid, the newest Disney live action remake out here trying to bring the classics back. We're going to talk about all the things. We're going to talk about rapping birds and crabs, talk about out here dipping your toe in every port, wink wink, and I only winked once, didn't I? You know what? That's okay, because it don't even matter. What the fact is, we're going to talk about all the things. So if you want to hear what we have to say, sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to The First Ones to Die. Welcome to the first ones to die. <laughs> you alright? You good? <laughs> Still thinking about them cocas, huh? No. <laughs> I, I, gonna... I just don't know what's funnier at the thought of a coca throwing its young. Jenner said they don't throw or just like dropping it and being like, oh, I need to lighten the load. <laughs> like, it just kind of just played next side by side in my head. Um, okay. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Um, Alex, how you doing? <laughs> oh, this is going in the episode? All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For audience, for context, we were talking about Coca, uh, spelled Q U O K K A, which is uh, an Australian marsupial that looks is the cutest little thing ever. But also, as a defense mechanism uh, against predators, will often <laughs> take its child out of its pouch and leave it as a, as because as uh, it makes a high pitched noise that'll distract a predator and attract it, <laughs> so that the mother could get away. <laughs> Mothers of the Year, Cocas. <laughs> oh my god, that it, I know. I'm <laughs> stupid. It's so stupid. Um, I'm fine. It's been a long <laughs> week for me, <laughs> and I think I'm finally at a breaking point. Uh, my car's still in the shop. They found like a bunch of other stuff wrong with it. Like I said, it's gonna cost me a pretty penny, but oh, I'm hoping to get my car back soonish. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a pride event on Saturday, just something at Volunteer Park, which is a uh, park located in Seattle. It's really nice. And guess who I saw there? Who? Aaron, the projectionist. Oh, nice. I still work yeah. with her. How's she doing? Yeah. 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 It was, it was, <laughs> she, she looks great. She's got her own booth. I bought a couple stickers from her. I should grab them. Um, her design work is awesome. She mentioned, uh, some of the, uh, bugs she drew are by scale and she's like oh look that cockroach I found at you know the theater and I was like yeah I believe that I found a footless rat there once <laughs> um, yeah, I, remember them. I swear the rats have been eaten yeah. by the rabbits because now you don't see rats in Seattle Center anymore you just see rabbits now really mostly I've seen a few I've seen very few rats compared to rabbits I've seen so many rabbits because they had control of the city during COVID, nobody was in out there, so they were just multiplying, and now there's many of them. <laughs> so many rabbits. <laughs> oh, my I sister just... made a joke. 
Because <laughs> I, like, when I saw her, I didn't recognize her. And then she's like, did you work at the Science Center? And like the moment I focused, I was like, oh, hey. My sister was like, it's like when season one friends show up in like season five of your life. I was about to say, did you guys recognize each other? Like, it's been a long time. It, it took me a minute. It's not until she was like, did you work at the science center? I looked at her. And I was like, oh, Aaron, like immediately it clicked. And I was like, yeah, it felt like that for a moment. Because it's like, When the oh, old cast meets character? the new cast. <laughs> I was like, was this character? And you're trying to remember, is this character significant in any way? Were, there, were they an extra recurring character? Was They had a weird moment, you know? But um, no, Erin's cool. She's doing great. Yeah, she mentioned she's working back at the Science Center. It was just really nice to see her and seeing her do something she loves, which is always great to see when your friends get to do that. Um, but other than that, now I'm dying and thinking of rabbits i just i love the idea that there's just a, a rat rabbit beef every time rats come out just rabbits go show up like a gang just like what you doing here it's like, uh i just came to get some cheese nah big fella ain't no cheese for you here why don't you move on along somewhere <laughs> it's our turf now oh <laughs> i always think about the cats that are let loose around disney world to control the rodent population mm-hmm I, I think that's a myth. No, I don't know if I believe that. Look, I you don't see it. them, but they're there. <laughs> well, was, if, even if there was, wouldn't you at least see a cat at some point? And what do they do on the grad nights? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> about, <laughs> about grad nights that cats would not show up on. <laughs> Because there's sometimes when Disneyland's like open all night, you know, for like grad nights and stuff. Okay. What do they do on those nights? They hurt the rats in the, in the walls and stuff. You know what I mean? They keep it quiet. They're stealthy. They're like ninja cats. I don't oh, no. I think the cats are just doing cat thing. Or they're um, just taking a break. You know what I mean? They're like, today, today's our day off. Like cats natural sleep cycles to sleep 23 hours a day. So they probably you don't really see you shouldn't be seeing cats on an often daily basis. That's uh, true. I get someone worried does. Well, when I'm home with him all day, I get worried because he's sleeping. I get nervous. And then I realize, oh, this is what he does when I actually am in the office. He just sleeps. Mm -hmm. And then about like. Seven, he gets like, oh, I must bother you now. Now is the time of my rising. <laughs> hey, look at big cats. That's uh, why most of the time when you go to the zoo, big cats are sleeping. They sleep. They're supposed to sleep 23 hours a day. They're only ever active between in when suns and the sun is setting and when the sun is rising, like dawn and sunset. I did not know that cats slept. Well, I just didn't know they slept that much. <laughs> I always assumed, because I always assumed, I was like, cats are lazy, but I didn't know they were that lazy. 23 hours? How, who needs to sleep that much? You don't need to be asleep that much. I'm sorry. This has been the animal hour with the, with the first one to die. Like, you said that was such serious, like a serious way. I didn't know they slept. <laughs> We just, we just been talking about animals the entire time. You know, it's fitting though. We're eventually going to talk about sea life, so it fits, I guess. Uh, how have you been doing? Oh, <laughs> anybody? Anybody else? It's been, it's, no, Jonathan. Go ahead. Been, what, what's what's your week been like? 
it's been it's been good. Uh, last week was um, Marilyn Monroe's birthday, so we did something uh, for work with the Roosevelt Hotel. So um, I went over to the Roosevelt Hotel, which is a hotel that she uh, stayed at at one point when she was uh, um, like coming up in her career and stuff. And they showed mm-hmm. uh, her film at the pool. Gentlemen prefer blondes. That's where the uh, Diamonds are my girl's best friend. That's where that song comes from. Mm-hmm. I need to watch more of her films. I don't. I think I've only seen like one of them. I've seen none. I, well. I literally have not seen a single Marilyn Monroe <laughs> movie. <laughs> she. I. I. I recommend Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. It's. It's like funny. You will laugh out loud. Uh, watching. Isn't Donald O'Connor in that? No, he's not. No. Well, he's in mm-hmm. a film with Marilyn Monroe though. Anyway, go. Yeah. Go on. Uh, but it's it's a it's a good movie, and she 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 sings amazingly. She acts so well, like she 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 just has that like. Basically, she's basically her role in the film. Uh, she plays uh, I forget her name in the movie, but uh, she is like obsessed with diamonds and jewelry, and she's kind of like she, she likes the money of the guy that she's dating more than she likes the guy. Mm. And she, she's trying to like, she's a gold digger. Um, yes. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you know what you want, right. And what you want. And she yeah. has, a, she, she has a wonderful uh, <laughs> monologue at the end. She has a wonderful monologue at the end where, you know, she says, don't you know, she's talking to the guy's dad. This is a spoiler. It's not really a spoiler, but the whole movie's great um she's talking to the guy's dad she's like don't you know uh oh a man with money is like a girl being pretty you might not love the girl just because she's pretty but it really helps (laughs) so (laughs) so yeah that's 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 it's a it's a great movie i I definitely recommend it Hmm. i should Um, should make an effort to watch that yeah yeah uh yeah we had a couple uh events at work it was a it was a long long week even though it was like a holiday week um <clears throat> but yeah that was about it how was your week Jerome? it's good uh i uh started well uh, a i've been watching a lot of old shows I was talking to my girlfriend about this where i've been like i've been watching a lot of old um TV shows that either I missed because I was just too young, so it came on when I wasn't able to watch it. So I, I wanted to start start watching The Wire. Um, well, that is next on my list. Um, and The Sopranos. I started The Sopranos once, but I never actually I couldn't get into it. So I'm gonna try getting into it again so I can watch it. Um, but I started watching The Newsroom, uh, created by Aaron Sorkin, written by Aaron Sorkin, and uh, it's good. It's really good. It's it's easily, I think, what I consider like one of the best written TV shows of all time. Like it is, like it is so sharp. The the dialogue is sharp. The way the actors deliver it is sharp too. That's that's a part of it. But just the things, like every word they say is like so intentional and direct. Uh, and and I never thought I'd be into a show about a news station. Um, what helps though, is that it's a, it's a fictional news station cause it's supposed to be Atlanta city news or something like that, I think. Um, but, 
the news stories they talk about are all real. In fact, like the first episode takes place um, on the day when Deepwater Horizon just happened. And so uh, because the oil spill. Yeah. So because the um, and uh, I, I, there's, uh, you know, it's HBO. So there's always the like creator interviews at the end of every episode. And so I was watching some of them and Aaron Sorkin was talking about how he's like, the best thing about this show is that it's a show about a news network. But this show came out, I think, in like 2017 uh, or 16, something like that. So he's like, the best thing about this show is that it's all in hindsight. <laughs> so like I have the power of hindsight that we didn't have at the time. So I can make this news station be like the best news station ever because they're getting the facts right of stuff that we would only come to know later in real life at that time. And so it's like in, in the episode, like they're finding out things about Deepwater Horizon that, you know, in real life, we didn't find out till maybe like a week later of like why it happened and how it happened and stuff like that. And it's, you know, it's a great way to kind of just make the show more interesting. And it's um, puffs up the like uh, the idea of like what news used to be, you know, news used to be honest and true and not fight for either side. You know, the main character's a Republican, but he's like, but I'm not down with these Republicans who are out here lying and not willing to like help this country. They're really all in it about the money. That's not me. And so it's like, uh, so there's uh, Jeff Daniels as the main character and uh, he's amazing. He's fantastic. So I highly recommend The Newsroom. If you haven't seen it, it's only three seasons, um, but uh, I'm in season two right now, but it's it's phenomenal. Uh, it's also one of the shows to put Olivia Munn on the map too, because she's great in the show as well. Um, so yeah, I've been watching that. Also, The Idol started this week. Uh, the Weekend slash Sam Levinson's new um, TV show. The first episode came out on Sunday. It's all right. It's I, watched, me- <laughs> I watched it. I don't know how I feel about it. It's but mainly, same, I, I same. <laughs> I don't know where it's going to go, like, at all. I have, because I've been hearing about all the controversy. I don't really know what the controversy is about. I know what the controversy is about, which is what helps also make me be like, I don't know, man. This is already starting off a little sketchy. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like by the day, Sam Levinson's, like, reputation is, like, sewering more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, granted, I will say the performances in the show are pretty good. I, I think everyone does a great job with the material they're given, especially week the weekend. I think Abel Tespay is like pretty decent. He does have a a, a vibe to him um, that I think fits the character he plays. So I think everyone's doing a great job, like as far as playing the characters. Um, it's uh, especially Lily Rose Depp as the main character. I think she's she's. Good as Jocelyn. We'll have to see more for sure to know like how good she is. But just the, the first scene alone, like she shows so much range and uh, mm-hmm. just with just her face. So I have no doubt she's probably going to be great for the rest of the show. Um, for sure. But it's just, it's it's very Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> At least that's the vibe it's giving yeah. right now. That's not a show I expected from either of you two. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, it's ba- it's it's by the guy who did uh, Euphoria and oh, Malcolm okay. Marie. 
Yeah. And Malcolm and Murray. Sense. Yeah. And, and, and it's the weekend. I was like, not I that think... I'm judging any either of you. You know, I love you both, and except you. Well, I was willing to watch it because Sam Sam Levinson created it, and and the weekend. I'm I'm loving what the weekend's doing right now, like music wise. So I was like, this is his first TV show. I'm curious to see what how he does with it, um, acting wise. Uh, but yeah, given all the controversy and stuff, I really, uh, like, I'm not sure if I'm feeling this show just yet, but this is only the first episode, so I can't judge it. So I'm gonna I'm stick well, with it. Kinda what- you can judge it. I absolutely judge everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what drew me in was the controversy. I didn't really hear about the show other than people talking about, like, see, oh, this is controversial. See, I heard so about the show I was first. Like, oh, it's controversial. And then the controversy. Does the controversy have to do with outside the show or like the of the show? A mix of column A and column B. Most of it is like the original showrunner is was uh, uh, who wanted to do the show is no longer attached to the show. It, like Sam Levinson was not the original showrunner. Um, he got brought in later because the original showrunner left due to creative differences. Uh, mainly those dealing with the, uh, like, from what's reported, I don't know what's true or not. This is just what's reported. Reportedly, the weekend wanted the show to be more focused on him and Lee Rose Depp's character. And the way the original showrunner, who was a woman, she wanted the show to be more focused on just really Lily Rose Depp's character, like Jocelyn. Um, and then, you know, The weekend would still be there, but he's just not as... Um, he'd be technically more supporting cast. Yeah, he'd cast. be more supporting cast as opposed to like a really... And he still is supporting cast now, but not as like a almost secondary main character. Yeah. Um, Got it. And uh, so then she left, but also there's also reports that uh, the show under her guidance was going to be more like more about like female empowerment from the from the standpoint of because the show is about uh, a pop star who is uh, possibly being manipulated or uh, being brought into a uh, a dangerous sexual cult. relationship with a cult leader. Um Played by The Weeknd, um, by Abel Tesfaye. And uh, so the the original showrunner, the according to the reports, her idea for the show was that it was going to be more about this woman kind of finding her own way out of that situation through, you know, um, empowerment, through um, uh, basically like, like her own means basically, um, and fighting through that to find her own identity and become her own person by the end of the show, or at least I guess by the end of the first season. And then, you know, seasons would continue and, and other stuff would happen. Um, the rumor and the, uh, the other part of the controversy is that some of the, after she left and she was um, separated from the project and Sam Levinson came in, is that Sam, because Le- Sam Levinson literally rewrote the entire thing. <laughs> Apparently the show was uh, 80% done under the old showrunner. Then she left and then Sam Levinson came in and rewrote all of them, almost all of it <laughs> and started over. And that the rewrites that. mostly involved a lot more sexual raunchiness and edginess. And the empowerment angle was a little diluted and more turned into like a lot of just really raunchy sexual stuff going on and a lot of the cast and crew behind the scenes like who were involved in the project were no longer cool with that because they signed on under the vision of the original showrunner and now that it's changed and it's a lot more 
risk it's a lot a lot more like mature like uh what's it called um more sure yes it's more explicit like that's thank you like that's they're like i'm not cool with that and so and there's some rumors about what those explicit things are that i I, I, you know read the report for yourself so you can make your own distinction but it's it's some stuff where i'm like i mean i'm glad this got cut but if this is true something's wrong with sam levinson (laughs) well but go on so but at the same time it's like it's the same thing with euphoria because you had a lot of people talking like the controversy with him and um uh uh, Barbie Ferreira uh, and Sydney Sweeney talking about like how much nudity and stuff was in Euphoria or Barbie Ferreira's character not getting the uh, plot she really wanted. But then when you ask these actresses what happened, they're like, no, Sam's a great guy and Sam's cool. And, you know, like, and if there's anything I don't want to do, like, he's like, he's willing to not let me do it. And um, all that stuff. Same thing here. You heard all this controversy stuff with them when they asked Lily Rose Depp, like, what's your take on it? Lily's like, no, it's great. Sam Levinson's great. You know, like, yes, there's a lot of sex in the show, but anything I didn't feel comfortable doing, he wouldn't, like, he, he wouldn't push me to do stuff. So it's like, you don't know what's real and what's not. <laughs> because you're getting a that's, lot of conflicting yeah. stuff. And none of the people who who are the people that are disagreeing with the, you know, the, the vision of the show as it is now, ever gave their names because they don't want to get fired. <laughs> so right. nobody knows who that's coming from. So it's just a lot of he says, she said, hearsay. So I'm like, let me watch the show. Let's see where it goes and and see what comes out on the other side. <laughs> yeah. So there's so that's the idol. One last thing to say before I go. Also, I'm so excited because it's finally out. New talent showcase by DC, nice. uh, the Milestone Initiative. Yay. I finally got my copies of the book. You can pick yours up June. By the time this comes out, June sixth will pass, so you could probably get it at your local comic book shop already. Uh, just, I mean, just look at look at all this. Look at all this fantastic art in here. Look at all that. Look how good it looks. <laughs> my story is uh, for amazing. audio listeners. Uh, uh, Jerome is holding up the pages of the book. Yeah, he, here's some pages of my story. Like it's awesome. So I'm super excited. Yeah. to show uh for people to go to your local comic book store please support this book please show people that you're supporting more um like not just dc comics but comics the comic book industry in general that you're supporting more minority peoples who are writing comic books and stuff like that it's not about me it's about all of us as a as a community as a cohort trying to bring more uh writers of color more female writers more lgbt writers into the comic book industry and getting to tell the stories that matter to those communities. So please, you know, support the DC uh, New Talent Showcase number one, Milestone Initiative, in stores June 6th. By the time this comes out, it should already be out. So go to your local comic store, pick it up. Nice. Congrats. Thank you. I know I will. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so that's it. Uh, Now, moving. speaking of uh, minority peoples... (laughs) In the community, <laughs> the Little Mermaid. Yeah, you're sure you were an odd segue there. <laughs> well, at least really we didn't. At, at least we didn't have to segue from the idol that discussion. Yeah, that, I yeah. Like, I was thinking, I was like, mm, that's an interesting conversation at the beginning of Little Mermaid. But yeah, yeah. I wonder if someone tuned into them. this this episode thinking. Oh, wholesome. I just need something wholesome and nice to listen to nah. today. <laughs> <laughs> 
picked the wrong podcast. Uh, uh, but now you can. Now you can. Little Mermaid. Uh, yes, the Little Mermaid. Uh, as we know, this is Disney's remake of the 1989 animated classic. Uh, about a young woman who makes a deal with the sea witch to trade her beautiful voice for human legs so she can discover the world above water and impress a prince. This stars Halle Bailey as Ariel. Not Halle Berry. Howard King. Get it right. Not talking to you, Jonathan. Talking to the audience. But <laughs> go on. Oh, you said not Halle Berry. Yes. I thought you said Halle Berry. Yeah, I thought you Get said Halle. Right. Uh, uh, no, no, not I, Halle Berry. It's Halle Bailey. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> Jonathan got That's it right. right. You can do so too. And it's and it's and it's not Haley Bailey either, because I've heard people pronounce it like that too. <laughs> Probably white people. Like, oh, her name's Haley. <laughs> like mine. That's great. <laughs> Haley Bailey. I would hate my mom if she ever named me that. Haley Bailey. <laughs> well, That's I heard cruel. An, I heard cruel. an interview. I saw an interview with with Haley uh, where she was like. That was the reason my mom named me Hallie because she was going to name me Haley, but my name would have been Haley Bailey. But anyway. <laughs> that would have been cruel, but gone. Right. Uh, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, Javier Bardem, uh, Noma Dumezweni, uh, nice. David Diggs, Aquafina, Jacob Tremblay, um, and more. So. If this is your first time listening to one of our reviews, what we normally do is we will give our general thoughts, non-spoiler thoughts, uh, what we, you know, liked. Did we like the movie? Did we not like it? Mm-hmm. And then we'll give you a warning before we go into our spoiler section and dive deep, no pun intended, into the movie. <laughs> no, totally Listen, intended. it's hard not to make water puns doing this because you're like, man, the flow of this movie? God dang it. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, <laughs> Jerome. Yeah. While you're at it, I'd say hey, you, you go ahead, go first. What What are your overall thoughts of the Little Mermaid? Uh, this movie is uh, it's okay. Uh-oh. It's all right. I think I think like uh, me and my girlfriend saw this movie together, and we both came to the consensus. It was just like like after when we first watched it, you're we like, oh man, that was fun. It was cute. It was great for the kids. Uh, there were a lot of kids in our in our showing when we watched it. Mainly because they probably were the kids that couldn't get into Spider-Man. Because uh, <laughs> the theater was packed. We went on a Friday night and it was hard to get in the door because there were so many people there to watch Spider-Man. <laughs> Wow. But uh but we we uh we got in, it was fine. Uh, we skipped concessions. That was the only way to do it because we were a little late anyway. Um but we got it and so there's a lot know of better. a lot of kids uh came in and um watched Little Mermaid and they had a great time. There was even some grown women who were sitting in the row uh beneath me and her and they were singing some all the songs, like the classic ones, none of the new ones, because they didn't know them. But the classic ones, Sue's Under the Sea, I could see them under the sea. <laughs> like just bobbing. Um so it was, yeah, it was cute. But then the more time we got away from the movie and more days out we got away from the movie, the more it was like not that it, and it, you know, we found problems, but rather just things that it was like, you know, it was okay, but it wasn't great. Like it wasn't bad, but it didn't impress. Like, it, and that's that sort of thing. Um, and mainly dealing with uh, some of the more like minor plot details. Um, the singing is great. 
I love Halle Bailey's voice. I think she nails all the songs. Um, I think the same thing for um, uh, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. I think she nails the role. She's so, she just eats up all the scenery she's in. She definitely like studied the cartoon <laughs> so that she could get that same energy, that same vibe for sure. Um, and she nails it. She's great. Like when she just fly, when she flies off the handle, she goes big. And when she's like trying to be all smooth, like smooth talker Ursula, like she has just this uh, sinister vibe to her. Like she's great. Um, uh, I and uh, oh, love Davi Diggs as Sebastian the Crab. Didn't like his singing as much. <laughs> uh, it just felt very flat. Not like you know, what I mean, it, it didn't feel as like it didn't feel like he he was allowed to do as much range. Maybe that was his way. Like maybe it's because he was trying to do a voice and sing at the same time, which is kind of hard to do. Um, but it just feels like he didn't really like go there with it. Um, but uh, yeah, that's just how I feel about this movie without spoiling too much. It's not that I, I didn't hate the movie, I didn't, but I also didn't like think this movie was like amazing either. I think it's very middle of the road. Like that's where I'm at with it. Oh, I did appreciate the Caribbean um, Vibes though, thought that was cool. Alex, your overall thoughts. It was okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm I've never been a Disney. I was never a Disney kid. I was so uh, never a Disney adult, and I was never big into princesses and princesses or anything like that. I was more horror movies and Pinocchio. I loved Pinocchio as a kid, which should tell you exactly the type of Disney films I did enjoy. So I wasn't excited to see this. Like, I wasn't excited like a lot of people were to see this film. I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty. A big thing that bothered me was the, was at the beginning, I even said it was the coloring looked muted. After finally watching the movie, the coloring was very blue. It looked like they had a blue filter on for, <laughs> for the first half of that film. Even when it was a, with Eric on the island or the prince on the island, there was still a blue filter oh, super over that blue. camera. <laughs> yeah, so I was, so I'll go and, but like that's my major thing with this movie was just the coloring. It's like, do y'all forget? To like, yeah, do the that color grading is not amazing in this film. It's yeah. it's very but, bland <laughs> for a lot of it. Um, but <laughs> I think all the actors did an amazing job. They did really good singing. Um, uh, who, 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 I'm sorry. What was his name again? Uh, David Diggs. You're right. His singing could have been better. I think he wasn't as because the original Under the Sea, like it does it. Like it's pretty great, very theatrical. You want to sing with it. This one was a little more like chill and like eh, could have been more. Mm -hmm. uh, but other than that, it was like an okay film. I think it's a sweet film. It's definitely like a family friendly film. It wasn't as dark as uh, most Disney films were. <laughs> which is appreciated <laughs> kids don't have to walk away you know subconsciously scarred anymore <laughs> I think that's the generation we're heading into but i still enjoyed watching it what about you jonathan i had a great time watching this movie um i was eating it up like i was eating my nachos while watching this i thought you were gonna say uh, eating it up movie. like sushi or something like to keep the fish thing going <laughs> No, fish are the friends in this. In this, uh, what are you talking about? They are going to do eating flounder, right? They watch Scuttle eat fish in front of them, and they don't say a word. They're like, "Man, screw them." <laughs> 
They got yeah. caught, not me. All I know. <laughs> well, Flounder's the homie, all right? Yeah. Flounder <laughs> is the homie. Uh, but yeah, I I I really liked I really like this adaptation. This is probably my it one uh it's at least in the top two of my favorite Disney uh live action remakes. Um and I I'm not sure if that's like recency bias. It might be, but uh <laughs> ask me later on. Um but but I Halle Bailey, she knocked it out of the park singing, um emotional emotion emotionality is that a word emotionality Um, it's it's not a word but we'll give it to you (laughs) (laughs) it's a word for today (laughs) um the emotions that she that she was able to convey on screen um and she didn't just show because you know sometimes when singers go into projects movies um or tv it's usually like, we know why you're here. We know you are here to knock these songs out of the park. And that's it. We could fast forward through all of the emotional acting scenes and just get to the singing because that's what we're here for. But I was here for more than that. She didn't speak for a good portion of the movie. And I still felt every single part of it. Um, I think she did a great job. I think uh, her and Prince Eric that... Uh, and Jonah Howard King, that chemistry that they had on screen was really great. I thought it was really palpable. You could tell. Um, I've also seen interviews with them after the fact, and they they seem like they are uh, friends off screen as well, which helps uh, to sell the chemistry on screen. Um, I when she started singing, part, and the interesting thing about the Little Mermaid is the most iconic song is pretty much at the beginning of the movie which doesn't usually happen. It usually happens. Well, it was those two. It was that song, um, part of that world and, and under, under the, the sea. sea. If you do those two, you're good. And kiss and kiss the girl. I guess I would think more poor, unfortunate souls would be the, the third runner up. Mm. I don't really remember that one. Like I, I don't remember it until I hear, until I heard it again. And I was like, Oh yeah, I remember this song. I mean, it's not, it's definitely not like a, it's not a be prepared, you know, from Scar, which I'm like, that song's iconic. That's the greatest villain song out of all of the Disney villain songs. <laughs> and I still be jamming to that. But, uh, but that Calypso drums, then I be prepared. Like, I, that's my jam. But <laughs> that's why I hated that Lion King butchered it so much. But <laughs> I'm like, I, I, love good, I love a good, uh, <laughs> I, I love a good, uh, that's true. Cruella de Vil is a good. That's a good villain theme too. That's a dope one. That's a solid one. It's iconic. Yes. Mm. Um. But anyway, yeah. The <laughs> the music hit. The, now I was. They added Disney added some new songs for the movie. I, um, and, I am curious and, what you think about the new songs, Jonathan. <laughs> before before I watched before I watched the movie, I'm like, okay, there's only there's really only like four or five songs in The Little Mermaid, like the original one, because all of them are iconic. I'm trying to think of any more. And then I hear this like these couple new songs. I'm like, oh, okay, they definitely added. I feel like they added those songs because I do not recognize one line. Of this song, um, so Prince Eric's song, 
that could have stayed in drive. Yeah, I saw. Really I'm glad you said that because I was going to say the same thing. I was no, like, yeah. even I was like, the composition is off. His voice is just not hitting. I'm like, listen, brother, listen. There's a reason the princesses sing and the princes just look pretty. Don't know. Like, you don't need to sing. You don't need to say nothing. He, 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 he did. I think he did what he, he did what he could oh, with the song, but princess. it was just. <laughs> he did what he could with the song, but it was just the song itself for me that that wasn't. It felt it was it reminded me of when they added in the new in the re- remake of Beauty and the Beast, and I pretty I, oh yeah, Beast. We're going into he had his, spoilers he right had now. His song, yeah, they gave Beast a new yes, song, uh, and that sorry. was the same. It didn't hit for me. Same. Uh, hold on, before we go, that yeah. So audience, we're going to go into spoiler section. So if you haven't seen, um, uh. uh Damn it! What's the movie? Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. <laughs> Little Mermaid. <laughs> See, that's how it's up here in the left hand corner. If you need, <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, now I'm just talking shit. Anyway, the, if you haven't seen the Little Mermaid, um, and you—I mean, you probably have because it's the same movie. But if you haven't seen this version of the Little Mermaid, uh, tune off now if you don't want to be spoiled at all. Um, and you know, go check it out, and then come on back. You've heard our our reviews mildly positive you know nothing negative um or uh, nothing extremely negative anyway so you know we i would say it's a it's a average recommendation um but uh uh you know go watch it then come back and get the rest of this podcast goodness and hear the rest of our spoiler discussion uh after you see it. especially yes. if you have watched the new and the old one come back because i got questions and i feel like only disney people can answer me for some of these <laughs> so i do need People come back listening and answer some questions for me. But go on go on with the music first. But but yeah, yes. I, I agree with you. Prince the, Eric's song, I was like, that was the main one. I was like out of the cause I think it's three, right? It's three songs that are new. I think they added three. Yeah, the Prince's song, the Scuttle Bug song, and then Ariel's song, which he's on later. Yeah, so out of the three, the, that's the weakest. Prince Eric's song is easily yeah. the weakest. <laughs> Prince Eric's song was also the one where as he's like singing down the steps, everything is blue. There's a blue hue to like everything. Well, so the color is off too. Alex, how are you going to know scene? it's nighttime if it's is not it blue? Is it supposed to be nighttime? <laughs> I am tell. I genuinely didn't. I genuinely did not know it was supposed to be nighttime. It was this weird blue. Okay, that that's not nighttime. You know why it is? Because blue. they. I think they may have filmed that on a set. And so normally what you do if you're filming on a set is, you know, because you have to have lights to light everything. You'll you'll put a blue hue on the color grading so that it does look like nighttime. Um, But you can still see everything, you know. But the idea is normally that it's like it's the moonlight that's shining. To give that ends the up light. giving it the white hue, right? Yeah, the white light. Are you, are you are you talking about the are you talking about the prince the his song part? Or yeah, his yeah. song. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they did the same thing was, the second night scene he's in when he's out in the rocks and he finds uh, Ursula as like as her uh, human form. Oh, that's right. So they you know they they use the blue the blue hue correctly. It's just it's so blue that it's just like it kind of is a little distracting, especially because the color grading in this movie the entire film. It's off. Sometimes it's really bright and saturated. Other times it's not. Other times it's really blue. Other times it's really orange. Like it just, it constantly shifts up and down and it's kind of weird. It does. The color, the, yeah, everything seemed off to me. And I kind of was like getting it at the beginning. I was like, all right, it's a lot more colorful than I was giving it credit for from the previews originally because 
it, it mainly showed her in that one scene where she's in her little cavern, and that's where it has that basically that whole um, moonlight that comes through and illuminates things. Mm-hmm. So kind of okay, it gave her more of a spotlight. I get that. But then when they were adding like what felt like the water filter you find on TikTok across the screen to help give her waves, it came just randomly. Like I would just see her get wavy all of a sudden. Her and yeah, it felt like they would just. Putting it out of nowhere. Well, it's there was no consistency with that. Something was weird with the CG with her face because you could tell that the mer- <laughs> well because the mermaid body is CG, but her face isn't, and so they're trying to impose her. They're kind of doing the same thing they did with Genie. Uh, with Will Smith, where uh, they made the CG body of Genie, and then they probably did like a mo, they did a mocap of uh, Will Smith's face and su- imposed it onto the character, and it didn't always mesh. I think it's the same thing here, where sometimes when she's moving in the water a certain way, it doesn't always mesh well with how she's moving. Well, I, I, yeah, I've I've seen I've seen a whole bunch of like half my TikTok pages, uh, the behind the scenes and like interviews for this movie. Because uh, I keep watching them, but um, <laughs> they they so I saw a thing where someone was describing the like hundred or whatever thousand um, uh, dollar lock extensions or locks that that uh, they put on Halle Bailey. She only used in for like two parts of the movie. Um, I think when she's she's on land, most of the parts when she's underwater, um, all of the parts where she's like completely submerged underwater and it's CGI. Um, she's and you can see in the behind the scenes, she's wearing um, this like cap, and this is the same for Melissa McCarthy as well, um, and Javier Bardem, I guess. Uh, they're wearing this like cap that covers their head, and then she's wearing this like bodysuit thing, and they're yeah, she's their, wearing like, a mocap suit. Trapeze. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, you're right. Well, I think not- I actually, I actually think I posted that on the Instagram or the TikTok because there was like I don't know how actors don't laugh. You're right. She was wearing um almost like a swimming cap hmm. to show yeah. like the hair constantly flowing. Yeah, so all of that hair, which I actually found pretty impressive, because I was one I didn't realize until after I watched the movie that all of the hair, Melissa McCarthy's, uh, oh, I, Hallie's, I knew that. Javier Bardem's, they, 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 they like, uh, were not wearing their wigs at that time. Like all of that hair was. Oh, CGI, I figured I because it's like, cause that's, it'd be too hard to try and do it practical. There's no way. Cause they're not well, going to have a them. film person as well. I mean, that's well, yeah, fair. Well, no, I didn't think <laughs> but, they're like, when they were just sitting there and their hair was like rusting, I'm like, I'm, oh, not, I'm not saying you should have known that Jonathan. Is. I'm just saying I like, I, I knew that. <laughs> you should have got cause damn I, it, Jonathan. Like, cause I like, no, I'm not saying you should have known that. I'm just saying like, yeah, I knew it was, I, cause in my head, I was just like, there's no way they can do it practically because it's just too hard to get the motion right practically without actually putting them underwater. And unless they're going to go Avatar way of the water realm of it and be like, look, we've got Marines in here, like, or not Marines, Navy SEALs in here. They're going to teach you how to hold your breath underwater and y'all are going to do these scenes underwater right now. <laughs> unless they're doing that, so that's what, there's what no I... way. <laughs> so Disney question, Disney question. In the original Little Mermaid, or even in this one, does Ariel can Ariel breathe on land and in water when she's a fish? 
Yes, there's the so. scene when she's on the rock. Even is one of the most iconic shots from the movie. Is that she's as long as she's by she's water, as long as she's still more. It's just like fish. Fish can survive out of water for yeah. a certain amount of time before they just die. But as long yeah, as they get back to it, suffocating. They're suffocating. They're like showing signs of distress. <laughs> Sorry, the are you asking yeah. about the biology of a fantastical creature known as a mermaid? <laughs> Yes, because the moment she gets legs, and I don't know if it's like this in the original one, the moment she gets legs, all of a sudden she can't breathe underwater and she has to like swim up. Which how does she doesn't know how to use her legs to walk, but she can swim up with them? I guess it's like natural, you know? She's like, I guess I'll just move my because there are some people who swim and they look like mermaids. Like the way they move their body, they kind of flow with the water instead of kicking their legs. So there is a way to do That's it. True. There are some the, but I was just wondering that. Is that a thing in the original movie, too, where, like, when she gets her legs, she can't breathe all of a sudden underwater? Yes, that is a thing. I think, Are yeah, you just saying she, this, I, or do you no, recall? I remember <laughs> directly. Yes, you can't, you can't I, breathe I underwater. Think, I think so, because, you know, she's fully a human now, so she doesn't have any of the... Uh, the necessary uh, parts. <laughs> mermaid powers, yeah. She doesn't have gills. I'm surprised they didn't put gills on them. Would that yeah, look too I weird? Remember, <laughs> remember it that, may look weird, remember yeah. Movie, remember that Disney Channel movie, The 13th Year? Yeah. Remember that? When he turns 13, he turns into a mermaid. <laughs> also, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the behind oh, the scenes loved, photos the of, the, uh, of the um, Little Mermaid movie. Ever. I see what you mean, by the way. The caps and stuff. Yeah, I see. So she's got like half a mocap suit, but the other half is like I don't know, like a yeah, because like corset I've or something. Like the the yeah, because I've seen like the mocap stuff, and it wasn't like fully because they were still doing those tricks and stuff as if they were in the water. Because it it wasn't just her face they were CGIing. I guess they were like CGIing parts of her body too, because she still had to do those like stunts and stuff mm-hmm. but i guess they i guess it was just certain elements that you know they couldn't replicate um in above water gotcha but i know she's still i know she's just put them in a tank of water <laughs> i know she hallie said she still had to in one interview with her and melissa mccarthy um the interviewer asked uh if you had to actually be in water for the movie melissa mccarthy said she didn't at all but uh Hallie did, especially in the scenes when she's like swimming and stuff, obviously. Uh, or not swimming, but she's swimming the whole movie. I mean, when she's like, when she's like above, you know, the water swimming, um, like when she's saving, well, yeah, when she's at the beach and um, yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she had to actually be in water. And the scene, the iconic hair flip when she like goes above the water that you see in the cartoon she yeah. said there people kept asking her like if she hurt her neck she actually did like and you could kind of see because <laughs> because locks are much heavier than like well also they're wet than other types so she's of gotta hair flick it and wet locks up, like flick she her head up flick that. <laughs> so you can kind of see you can kind of see if you watch the clip she flips her hair and her her neck kind of like snaps like that and it's, it, it looks mean, a little bit painful my hair is dry my hair when my hair is dry even when i wet my hair i feel a, like a little nudge with it because it's heavy to have it as locked and as wet yeah i'm surprised she didn't fully throw herself over 
There reminds me of uh, you guys I ever. Blue Flash doing that with my hair. You ever watched the uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson uh, Hercules movie? No. No, I didn't even know there was. There's yeah. A Hercules? yeah, it's based off of the comic book version of Hercules from like a small um, uh, publisher. But he did uh, when he did Hercules. There's a scene where Hercules is strapped down with chains, and so uh, and then he's supposed to like pull his arms because he's Hercules, he's so strong. He pulls up his arms and breaks the chains, and he's like, ah, you know, Hercules. Oh, I remember this movie coming out. I never watched it. Yeah. In the behind the scenes, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, because he really wanted to get into the scene and be in the moment, he was like, I want it to be real ch- I want it to be real chains. So they actually they were actually steel chains. Uh for like majority of the scene. And then when he uh does his iconic moment, he like is stressing against the scenes. Apparently he flexed so hard and put so much energy into trying to like pull those steel chains out that he passed out. Because, because he's like, ah! which I love that. He's like, ah! He's like, I can, I can do it. Those are real, man. Those aren't like your WDE thing going I know on. You Those are like real. a superhero, but you are not an actual superhero. Okay, you need. I just love the idea of just. Ah! Dwayne, have you ever seen those weightlifters? Dwayne, wake up, Dwayne. You all right? Have you ever seen those weightlifters that are like lifting and you can see the moment they like knock out? Because they're like here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden their knees just fold in a way they shouldn't fold and they just go down. Yeah. Luckily, that's why if you ever weightlift or do anything with weights, always have a spotter or make something. Yes. Absolutely. Help you. And don't lock lock your knees. Yeah. Don't lock your knees. That's the worst thing you could do because you're going down (laughs) one way or the other. That is. Um, but yeah, that's what that's just what that reminds me of. It's like those those moments like that in movies where it's like, little do you know, I now have pain <laughs> because of that scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the way she was crawling up the which that I've seen great. so that many clips of moment. it. She's just like it's like I don't know, is she supposed to be sliding up climbing up? Because she kinda does this weird like up it. The spider crawl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where her fingers actually go like this. Here's here's my question, and this is this is goes into the the talk of representation in this movie, because uh, well I have two questions. Number one, because my girlfriend had this question, I thought I didn't think about it until she asked it. She was like, "How is it that the king has all these different mermaids that are clearly different races? I guess except for like he has an African one and then the uh, American black one, I guess. But the re- the rest of them are definitely all different races. I'm like." I'm like, what do you mean? He'd be out here, he'd be out here, you know, just like fertilizing eggs in every ocean. You know what I mean? He goes around. Yeah. <laughs> he just He's like he's a sea the turtle. King, he's he's the king of the seven seas. So he has to have uh, a wife in every sea, apparently. The, <laughs> yeah. So look, I'm here, I'm here in the Indian Ocean. Whoever's the finest mer girl around here, I'm smashing. So get her ready, cause I'm coming. <laughs> I don't want to hear that sentence ever again in my life. The finest mermaid. I genuinely don't know how to continue after that. Um, that's, well, that's I was going to say, he probably just like magically created them too, no? Cause like, no, he says she has a mom. There's a- he says Ariel's mom was killed by humans, so they have moms. They're just not around, I guess. Or something. 
But also, those they all live in different seas. They don't all live there. They just are coming together for the current celebration. So clearly, they also are in separate places at which, all times. <laughs> which is a nice change because originally they all just lived with each other. Mm-hmm. So that was a new change. It's like, okay, you control over the seas you control over. Which there is one. And I was like looking up little details and stuff like that. How there was a prequel cartoon for Little Mermaid. And one of the sisters is next in line. She's like the crown princess of the seven seas. Hmm. So she takes over. Next, I was like, that's a lot of lore going into, <laughs> into Little Mermaid. <laughs> a, little ba- a lot of background story that I didn't know or wasn't prepared for learning about that. But, but I thought that was pretty cool. But I feel like that that idea, the, all jokes aside, I feel like that idea is really cool and they do nothing with it. And I wish they would because I'm like that, you know, because we were talking, we, you know, uh, the audience, if you watched our first ones that I talk about Disney remakes, uh, we talked about how, um, you know, sometimes, at least for me and uh, maybe for you, Alex, as well, I know not for you, Jonathan. You were loving all these remakes. Um, it feels like not what not all of them, <laughs> not all of them. I said I I I eat the meat and spit out the bones. The one, I mean, not in those words, but like <laughs> I enjoy them for what they are. And if I don't watch them, I don't watch them. I love chewing on bones. Good for bone marrow. <laughs> but the um, like so a lot of the like, a lot of these remakes Sorry. feel like they don't really have a lot of creative vision in them because they're just doing a, they're just doing the same story that's done before, just like, now with live action actors. And if they do change things, they're very minor. They're not major changes. And I feel like this is a major change that I think could have made the story a lot more interesting, of like expanding on the kingdom. Of the granted, the kingdom looks like trash in this movie compared to the original. In the original, they live in a friggin' palace. Like Atlantis looks dope. Well, that's what here they look like rocks. They all live like <laughs> together. This was just like his thing. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, I wish they hadn't brought up Ariel's mom because this way it could have been a more like magical. Like he basically in the, for a lewd, explicit way of saying this <laughs> that. Basically, he fucked a sea and had a child. <laughs> it would have been in a in a. Man, this is why is a does it have Mermaid to be podcast. that he has sex with the sea? Why can't it just be his magic trident that could do anything? Because have you ever ever <laughs> no no have you ever read Greek mythology? Yeah, but this is a fantasy. Yeah, and a Disney then that's film. exactly They're why. They're making it up as they go. Well, he- <laughs> He wanted to have a child with every seat. I don't have to say that. But you know what I mean? <laughs> but now saying that there's a mom, well, now you have to explain that there's a mom for everyone. Did you have, did you have, did you sleep with a human? Did you sleep with another mermaid? How many mermaids are out there? It leads to questions. And you could have just been, I had a child with the sea or something, you know, magical. Or from the sea, a child came, which was my heir. It's just. By the way, seven seas. Can you each name seven of the seas? There's the uh, Atlantic, Atlantic Pacific, Pacific, Indian, Indian, uh, Antarctic. Uh, is it? Is it the Antarctic? Oh no, the Arctic. Sorry, the Arctic Ocean. I, I can't remember. Arctic, North Atlantic, South Atlantic, North Pacific, South Pacific, India, and Southern Oceans. There's a North and South Atlantic. Oh, I always consider it all Atlantic. Atlantic. I, Same thing with Pacific Ocean. I always consider it all Pacific Ocean. Yeah. I guess nope. that's why it's seven. Mm. Other, otherwise, it'd be like four. Five. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Well, you know, if you ever are on, who's smarter than, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Now you know the answer to that question and could possibly win you I a little bit of extra money. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen. Never survive. Listen, me and my girlfriend talk about having kids all the time, like uh, way down the line in our future. But just, you know, to start talking about it now so we know what we want in a relationship. And I am not ready for the day when my children get old enough to start hitting grade school and being like, dad, I need help with my math. And I'll be like, damn. By then they'd be, <laughs> by then they'll probably have stuff implanted in the eye. They'll still need help. It's not going to be that advanced. You know, America, right? We're not going to get would, that advanced. Did you hear Google? Uh, did you, I need mean, not Google. Did you hear I, the I, uh, oh, yeah, the Apple announcement today? Uh-huh. With the little like gla- goggles that makes everything. Yeah. Ask it's, Google it's, glass how that worked out. <laughs> Remember Google Glass? Yeah, but look, Google Google has done a lot of failures already that Apple has succeeded on. They're like, all right, we saw they took Google's failures and made them their successes. I don't like that now you can just like reach out your phone and tap it with somebody else's and your contacts can like shift. I'll be like, no. Uh, Do you know how hard I I work to make sure nobody has my contact information? (laughs) Now you're really making it easy as tapping? Uh Uh-uh. Uh, but anyway, I, uh, but yeah, I just, I, I feel like there's like, it's stuff like that where I'm like, I wish this movie, like, these are the changes that could make these movies stand on their own and be interesting. If you're going to do the diverse thing, go the full mile. Why not? You could do what you, whatever you want. People are going to watch this movie regardless because it has the Little Mermaid name on it. You still got the songs in it and most of the characters are the same. So you've already got a built in audience. Go crazy with it. Go nuts. Have some fun. Do something interesting and different. And it's like, and it, when you don't do that, you just get. I well, I feel like they. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Okay. I was gonna say I feel like they kind of did well with the uh, Seven Sea Daughters, uh, plus, you know, making this setting a more Caribbean setting, which is more indicative of the characters. And hello, we got a Jamaican crab. Um, <laughs> that's true and... <laughs> <laughs> which is the guy actually Jamaican Davi Diggs no he uh, he's, yeah. he's American that's an accent yeah he's putting on an, ac- Granted, an accent granted his accent sounds more natural than the accent of the actual Sebastian the Crab now granted though it depends on what you I want because Sebastian the Crab in the cartoon is a cartoon character that's a cartoon voice and here, since I guess this, they're trying to be more live action, this is a more realistic, natural Jamaican voice. So it's just it's like, which one do you want? Do you want the cartoony voice because it fits the cartoon perfectly? Or do you want the more realistic voice, which does fit a live action I setting? Think, yeah. But ironically, the live action one at certain points, because it was laid on properly and thick, I was like, this almost sounds mildly like a racist in a way, because you're you're looking at this cartoony thing. You're looking at this like animated crab, and suddenly it's like talking to me in a real Jamaican voice, and I'm like, are you are you mimicking the land's language? Oh, hi, Mister Gibson. Is that your real? <laughs> like, if, at times it just felt like really like, um, I didn't like the crab at all. I wish they had done. I wish they had just made him look better. I just kept yeah, thinking Mr. Crab. I didn't Krabs like his too. look. Yeah, his Mr. Crab's eyes. <laughs> Cuz crab yeah. eyes are so small. They're so tiny. So they had to make it up yeah. for this one to work, but it's like, okay, you can't They gave him pupils for no reason. You can't though. have your cake and eat it too. You either going full live action or you're not. 
<laughs> okay, flounder looks like a fish. Is it? <laughs> the seagull looks like a seagull. Right. <laughs> like you cannot have it one Wait, way or the other. Wait, they can Yes, you can because Mermaids don't exist. Okay, but the uh, that's right, the so only one. They're no. the fantastic creatures. Mermaids crab. don't exist. Yeah. Crabs exist. <laughs> like crabs exist. Singing crabs don't. <laughs> Jamaican singing crabs don't. <laughs> they apparently do. <laughs> oh, Mr. Gibson. He's like, I don't like this. Gibson, if you agree with me, wobble around. That's not fair. He's he already wobbling. He's pre-wobbling. You can't do <laughs> I objection, your honor. The defense was already pre-wobbling before he started. Before he started litigation. I demand this uh, this court be brought into uh, mistrial. <laughs> Overruled. Gibson's verdict stands. Um, I also... When... They're in that room where Ariel's showing uh, Eric how like things work with the with the conch and the geo inside the shell. When also they're about like she's showing him like oh all you got to do is blow and the little crab is in the background being like and kiss kiss. It reminded me of like every meme or everything where everybody's like now kiss. Is you a little close? <laughs> like the little crab was a little fan <laughs> when he gets a little ship to kiss like. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I'll talk about that off camera. But I just, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I also was bothered by his design, but I kind of rolled with it for a while because I liked Davi Diggs' performance. I thought he did a pretty okay job. Yeah, no, his his accent was so real, which is why I was questioning. I was like, wait, is he or is he not? Because I, I mean, know he's black. You, you get to know. The so actors. there's that. But well, no, I meant like you get to know actors and you like hear their real voice and you're like, oh, they were British. Oh, they were, they were something else. And then no, you're like, American. I always thought they were American. And then they come out with this whole other accent. I'm like, oh, I've just been wrong about you this entire time. <laughs> I apparently know he, nothing. Well, about he got him. his. He got his. He got his like rise in. He was in Hamilton. He was in the original cast. Right. Of and I remember. Yeah, I was like, all right, maybe he's just American because he's in an American play. Uh, but I, uh, going back to the new songs, and you know, Prince, we had a miss with Prince with Prince Eric's song, but I was kind of vibing with the other two. I was kind of vibing with the Scuttlebug song. I like the uh, song. I don't. I do agree though. With I think uh, I was watching um, Double Toaster's review on Little Mermaid, and I do agree these songs are not that don't fit. They don't fit the vibe of the movie. And it's because it, you can tell their songs made from two different eras. One is made from like an era where they're trying to make these like timeless musical classics. And then one is like R&B and hip hop, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> like, and it, it sounds so well, And different. you could tell you because Lin-Manuel did work on this. Mm-hmm. He was did work on the, the Scuttlebutt movie. Scuttlebutt a song especially. That, was directly in, yeah. th- that song is directly influenced from by Lin-Manuel. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the sing rap hip hop style yeah um but i thought they you know they they picked the i thought they picked perfect people to two great people to for that song with david diggs and and aquafina yeah because they both are like used to that style of music I guess. and they sell it they perform it pretty I well think, i think scuttlebug will be more popular than we think only because we're we know what the classic ones are and we're like these are the classics to like this sounds like definitely something a kid who's watching 
Little Mermaid for the first time or watching this version of Little Mermaid will definitely be like, that's what I'm clinging to because that one was definitely more fun and more like... Oh, you hey, better believe there's some parents yeah. that are just like, they just be in the middle of cooking dinner and all they hear is, that's got a butt! <laughs> like, ah, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, so like, I think that one's going to be like this generation's classic compared to like... Oh, like kiss the girl or something, you know, like that needs to be like, right. yeah, you're definitely going to hear Scuttlebug come out of your kid's bedroom at 3 a.m. Uh, right. I also did like Hallie's, Hallie's new song, the, was the first time. I think that's what it was called. I think um, so. I, I liked it. I liked how it yeah. fit in the narrative, though, for sure. Especially when she's like, mm-hmm. uh, when it's all that, it's the, the crescendo of like building to her being like, and I'll say... And she's like, I can't, she can't speak. And I'm like, that's cool. And I love that it's an inner monologue piece. Cause that was my, that was my biggest concern about this movie, especially people being like, it's an empowering movie for women. I'm like, how? The movie is about a woman giving up her voice to be, for no other reason than I want to be with a man. That's it. <laughs> Actually, do you know the original mermaid, Um, the original original one from like Norway? I think it's from Norway. I'm not sure. She actually, when she trades her legs, it's actually like walking on knives for her, and it's really painful. In the end, she doesn't even get the guy. Uh, she <laughs> sets it up so he ends up being happy with another woman, and then because she's so sad and depressed and unloved, she turns into seafoam. See, but that's that version. We're talking about the this version, <laughs> and in this version, that is the story. And but they make it work. But she also they make it work. They make it. Yeah, they make and, it a lot better they, than that. Yeah. Yeah, and and in in this version, I don't know. It's been a long time since I was in the original, but in this version, I feel like before she even sees Prince Eric, she is dreaming of like, I want to be on land. I want to be where the people are. Like, I that's just where I want to be before she even sees the dude. So I feel like establishing that beforehand makes it clear to the audience that it's not just the guy that she's searching for. I mean, she actually wants to be. On I don't know because the the original movie did the same thing. Like it's not like this. Like it's not like this movie is the it came up with that idea. The original movie too. She's interested in land before, like you know, she finds all the stuff and then she sees Eric and then she's like, I'm willing to, you know, give up my mermaid hood to go and and fall in love with this man. <laughs> like, like, so it's the, they do the same thing. I can't give this movie credit. And not give that movie credit for doing the exact same plot line. Um, well, this one, I, I will say she does have a, 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 a brief moment to want to explore more than she does be like, oh, I have to go find him. She was like, oh, look at this. Look at all the humans. I'm among the humans. Yeah, that's what I will say. That's the thing. That's the difference in this movie. She gets to spend that. time on land without Eric so much. Um, before she meets Eric. And I think that's the difference that makes this a little bit less. It's all about a dude is that uh, area. And we get to hear her inner monologue of how she, of what she thinks about things at times. Yeah. Well, and I also, I also feel like because she, um, and I know this was in the original movie too, but like, it's not like she just saw Eric's beautiful face from <laughs> under the water and was like, I want to fall in love with you. I want that. She wasn't like that. She was like, she saved this man. So she has an emotional, like traumatic uh, attachment to him now. So that's part of the reason why she feel like she feels like she's drawn to him and destined with him rather than just like, oh, I, I like your face and that's it. 
Oh no, I'm reading. I also, I'm reading part also, of your world. Hold on, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know who? I was really disappointed in Javier Bardet's uh, King Triton. Why? I. No, really I was too. I I thought he. I'm like, like you're dude, not a good dad. <laughs> well, not a, none of these Disney dads are good dads. But I was like looking at King Triton when he first came out. I was kind of expecting. I'm gonna be honest with you again. I was expecting more of a daddy Triton looking guy. <laughs> but then I really just got like. This- Look, Triton Pedro can, Pascal out. can't play every dad in all in modern cinema. Okay, some other dude's got to you know get what? a chance. <laughs> That's fine, but if you're gonna CGI, that would have been body, interesting to have Pedro Pascal. A, in. <laughs> if you're gonna give me a Disney father, make it look more like you know, Daddy Disney. Like Daddy with the Z. I want. Yeah, I want to. First of all, did you not see that flowing beard? Do you not see the cape of fish? Beard. Okay, this man has swag on him. The muscles, the the muscles. He had the arms. This man was buff. He did not. You know what I mean? He got. He did. He was like very thin and narrow. He's a mermaid. All of them are thin and narrow. He's swimming and narrow. He's toned. That's you could have made a toned mermaid. All right. He's toned. I want. Oh, I did see. I did see that at the end they did have a plus size mermaid, which I thought was good. See, what? y'all can make a thick daddy mermaid to appease most of the moms. Are you the only one? I'm sure there's a lot show. of ladies. They saw Javier Bardem's arms oh. and they were like, "Ooh, all enough Javier! Oh my god!" <laughs> so they, they were, they were, really? they were I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen, I haven't seen one thing about him. Any, no, no, nobody's no. even talking. In fact, no, I didn't real know moms in are interested list. in Javier. They're not going to go to Twitter and talk about it. They're going to talk about it amongst their mimosa circle. All right, at brunch. Like a good white woman should do. <laughs> Mimosas are great, and they're not just for white women. <laughs> That's true. They are for they're for all women. Mimosas are not discriminatory. They are for everyone. They're for everyone. They're for everyone. But the point is, Javier Bardem. Look, yeah, I think he looked good as Triton. I didn't. I didn't mind. I his think look. he looked good, but like it was definitely he's just King Triton. He's a bad father. You know, if you knew more about your child. Maybe she'd also have more self-preservation. Look, all I do is make children. I don't talk to them. There's explosions going on on the surface. (laughs) But there's explosions going on. And then you can't be surprised when the kid has no self-preservation. Goes up towards explosions. And leave your parenting to a crab that can barely follow her around. I felt for... so hard. I felt for Sebastian in this movie. I was like... This he's him at one point. Stressed. He grabbed him like this. He's like, "Where he is needs she? a vacation? He needs to be <laughs> compensation." I know. I thought he was gonna snap Sebastian. For a I here's the thing though. No, he he saw the explosions. And he was like, "Good," and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> I was like, "I don't give a damn." Right, but he never warned his children. Hey, there's explosion. When things turn fiery and red, you swim away. You don't know swim towards, you swim away. But also, the seat, the, the waves were going to take away the debris anyway. So he's like, I'm not worried about it. We'll clean up later. And they were. They cleaned up later. Yeah. Right. But like, it still comes down as like a barrel and can hit one of them. They can swim out the I way. Mean, they have the entire going. ocean. It's just like when ships are dodging anything in space, like on a sci-fi movie, and they're like, we can't move out the way, Captain. What the fuck you mean you can't move out the way? We're in space. There's literally no direction right, you can't not- go in. <laughs> like, move first out of the all, way. First of all, you're not in space. You're in sea. There's only so far you can swim when you're trying to avoid a massive ship True, it's a different environment. But still, my point still stands that you have the entire ocean I understand to move about through. This- <laughs> 
How fast can you swim? Not as fast as a mermaid. (laughs) Mermaids can swim as fast as like fish and dolphins who move very fast in the water. They don't have an excuse. Which, by the way, I also have a problem with this way this movie is portraying sharks as being the evil guys. When dolphins are the ones that are a fucking menace to, to society. To be fair, they hunted a dolphin at the beginning of this teeth. movie. Dolphins don't get a good rep either. They just hunted. But the thing is, they makes it always look like, oh, poor dolphins. No, dolphins are horrible. They're menace to society. They're right. And sharks have done nothing. They just want to eat and chill out. I, I get it. I get it. They need to be left alone. <laughs> they had to. They had to make you bonded with uh, with Sebastian and Flounder. I didn't bond they, with Flounder. He was annoying. that's because Flounder has a. <laughs> he could literally be done. He could literally not be involved in this. Flounder story is at all. barely in this and movie. It's true. Changed. He's well, not really a part of well, this film. <laughs> because because there's well that's because there's only so much you could do with the fit because some ha- a lot of it takes place on land. No, really, I can t- scuttle and Sebastian can go to land, but Flounder can't really. What I can go tell you land, is, like, Flounder that's... also is having Lion King syndrome. Fish don't have the bones and facial structure to make emotions. So the entire movie, uh, every time Flounder, uh, Ariel, I'm so sad. Oh my god, Ariel, that's no. that's him. The entire movie, blank face, staring at you. It's like I'm sorry, Flounder. I'm sorry. I can't pick up what you get, what you laying down because you were so stone faced because you're a fish. I was feeling flounder, all right? <laughs> flounder fan club. Flounder That's fans. because Flans. you're like an empathetic person. <laughs> you could empathize with any stone. Listen, Paula, okay? You may think everybody has talent, <laughs> but I am the one who is here to to let people know that sometimes things just be wrong. And the way they made Flounder look at this movie is not right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, does that make you? What am I? The, who, You're Randy. Ruben? Ruby. Randy. <laughs> Ruben. Ruben was the contestant. He was the winner of this. I like how I am the one who's associated with the only black male. Well, I clearly have to be the Simon because I'm always the one who has who's a little harder on everything <laughs> by default. That's right. We're Hamiltoning this. We're we're Hamiltoning Americanada. We're race swapping. <laughs> I just, but also I like going back quick to the the Caribbean thing for a second. I I do think I like the addition of making it a Caribbean island, but my only two issues with it are one, we learn nothing about Caribbean culture in this movie past music. That's it, which we already knew what Caribbean music looks like. So it's like, we don't learn anything about their dishes, any of their culture, nothing. So they did, all they did was use the Caribbean thing as a setting, but not really integrate Caribbean culture into this movie, which is a shame. Secondly, you could, an easy way to do that is why does the prince have to be an adopted white boy? Why didn't you just make him a black guy and make him Caribbean? <laughs> it's a Caribbean island with Caribbean royals on a, you know what I mean? Like why didn't you, if you're gonna make the mom black, just make the kid black. Because you, well, because you know. Or, at least or mixed, to, that works too. You know. it, wh- well, you know, and we're talking real. If if this movie had, if this movie was a mostly black cast, then you'd have a different movie. You would have a different audience that they that you would be. So screw them. That is very you're true. All, you're I mean, Disney. I mean, look what happened. <laughs> and, look what happened when you already changed Ariel. All yes, right, exactly. And I don't know if Disney wants to go all counterpoint. The way. 
Aladdin yeah. still made money, now didn't it? And there's not a white person in that film except for the one man who plays the there prince. Is. They added they, one. They had to. And add he's one. not a main well, character. Because, he's not important. Well, and yet no, he's that, getting his own movie. That's true. He's getting his own movie. But <laughs> that's 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 literally because Aladdin. You can't have that movie with my all point white is people. is can't. that the movie. It doesn't matter. You can't have the Little Mermaid. It doesn't with, matter. With, people with will both. still watch. The people who are into it will they watch did it. that one with the gods of Egypt with. Uh, Oh, what was it? Jake Gyllenhaal? All white people in that. Are you talking about Prince and of that, Persia? Yeah, that flops. I mean, it's still but my point. That is still stands. Disney, but like, but the point is, is that like a lot, It's like you're making movies based off classic films. Either people will go see it because they'll be like, because they're interested, because you know the people like us will go watch it and be like, okay, well, let's see how good it is. You know, there's got a Black Mermaid. If it's a black prince, okay, cool. Let's go watch it and see for ourselves if it's good or not. And then the people who are haters, they talk a lot of shit, but let's be honest. They'll still buy a ticket like they're dumbasses because they still want to go and complain about it, but they want to have an informed argument. So they'll still give Disney the money anyway. So realistically, it does not matter. They could do it and and people will still give them billions of dollars. I see your point, <laughs> but at the same time, there there is unfortunately a limit to how much you can make a cast, as they keep saying, uh, race swap a cast, which is, you know, stupid if you're setting it in a Jamaican location, it's not race swapping, it's race associating with the location, but I digress. Unfortunately, there is a limitation thanks to, well... Here or you or there was a third alternative. You could take that money and make Atlantis, <laughs> like you should have done in the first place. <laughs> Sorry, that's my only Atlantis dig. There we go. <laughs> I, I mean, that's again with, still a strong point there. Yeah, with with the adoption thing, I did like thinking about it after the fact. Um, I I. It does kind of add this other element of like Prince Eric, he, with adoption, uh, you know, he may feel more um, independent, uh, which contributes to his character arc of, you know, being strong and wanting to be a leader and uh, he's a terrible to, leader, by the way. Like, he wants to be a leader, but he really doesn't know anything <laughs> has- except how to give good speeches. And it's like, listen, Prince Eric, I respect that you want to hang out with us and stuff. You drink with us, you have a good time, and you, g- <clears throat> you give great speeches. But here's the thing, though. When the chips are down, you don't know what you're doing, okay? <laughs> like, when, when it's time for action, all of us be dying, and you don't have the answers, okay? <laughs> I thought, I thought, I assumed the whole adoption point was that, like, oh, he feels out of place, too. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. feel like he fully, I thought that's what they were trying to do. I also could have just done without the adoption line and would have thought nothing of it. Been like, yeah. all right, the dad's kind of white, light enough. We could even, we don't even like, see the dad. You just realize, hey, yeah. see Grimsby, who's his assistant. The, the king never comes up at all. We never see him. So, for all they, they could have just made the king white. And, and just been like his queen yeah. is black, and that would have been he it. Did, they did not need did to be have him adopted. Acknowledge the adoption thing, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I didn't even think about it until they're like, "Oh, you're adopted." I was like, "Oh, 
Oh, I guess yeah. I guess he is. Uh, well, well, we know Disney rules. We know Disney rules where you know uh, in Something the original or the Brandy Brandy Cinderella, Rogers and Hammerstein <laughs> Cinderella. Uh, we had Whoopi Goldberg, Peter Garber, Peter Garber, who had a son who was Filipino. So. Actually, in, in fun fact, rules, actually just watched that with my girlfriend because uh, she had never seen it. And uh, so we watched it. Oh, really? she, uh, she wasn't feeling it as much. She thought it was a little cheesy, uh, which, you know, it's a TV movie, Man. TV movie of Cinderella. So I was like, it's a, it's a product of its time. I'm still into it. I still dig it. Disappointed. <laughs> I, I love it. And this is right. <laughs> Those songs. When Whitney Houston starts singing. Here's the thing. We, one thing we did find, every song is great, except that first one. I don't know what is with that first <gasps> one. That's one of my favorite songs. It's, oh my gosh, that's one of my it's favorite. It's the composition songs. mixed with her voice. It's like the sweetest sound. Yeah, because she sounds great. Brandy sounds great. The Prince sounds great, but it's something about the music. It doesn't quite line up with their where their it doesn't harmonize. I guess it to me, it just doesn't sound like it harmonizes so quite that, well as it should. As, you know what I mean? Song, that song was actually and now going into the behind the scenes of the nineteen ninety seven Cinderella. Um, but it's on topic anyway. <laughs> Disney remakes. Uh, <laughs> that there's a whole like ten page long article that I remember reading when this came on Disney Plus, and um, this that song was uh, made for uh, like a 1960s Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, and they repurposed it for Cinderella. Mm. Um, that was I think that was one of the only songs that they added. Um, to the uh, the TV Cinderella movie. Um, also, I remember hearing that Brandy, since you know she was known for she was an R and B star, um, and then uh, 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 pa- what's his name? Paolo uh, uh, Montalban. Paolo Montalban. Pa- yeah. uh, he was known for um, he was a Broadway star. It it shows so he looks to, like a Broadway star. Yeah, so they had to tell Brandy to like, like you're insulting him. No, no, no. I'm just saying like he has that Broadway because Hugh Jackman has yes. that too. Like whenever you like when you see Hugh Jackman in like stuff like X Men, you're like you wouldn't think it, but then you see him in like Peter Pan or you know in uh, Greatest Showman, and it's like no, you're a Broadway guy. Like <laughs> you could tell right. you're a Broadway right. guy. It's that whole like so, using using all your yeah body, the whole all the movies yeah. yeah. Right. So they they had to tell Brandy to, you know, Broadway it up a little more and him to, you know, R&B it a little more <laughs> so they could meet each other at. That's what I mean. It's level. like, I, it's not that the song is awful. All I just I, can, I just didn't think. Sorry, it all meshed, I can think, you know? though, when you said that really quick. Was like save the last dance. <laughs> <laughs> Are they trying to make the R&B and together? I that that movie that that scene is think, so yeah. great. It, it makes me think of that Bill Burr joke where he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm tired of these movies of black people, white people getting to get, get along together." Because I'm telling you now, I have black friends, and not once during the evening have they ever tried to teach me how to dance, nor have I tried to save one of their schools. And, <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, I'm with well, you. Mexicans, we'll teach you how to dance." We'll teach you how to dance. Usually we'll just kind of grab you and whip you around. But like, we'll teach you how to dance. Although. It's great. Most of the time we're drunk when you're doing that. So, But yeah, that's just when you said that. I was like, oh, say the last dance. Somebody recreated her those, those dance movements. Uh, just like in their living room setting without the music. And it's like, wow, that is that is actually pretty damn 
bad. Um, <laughs> Broken down individually, they're they're not good movies. I just I just wish that the the Caribbean element was bigger because I think about stuff like Moana, where behind the scenes for Moana they went to um, more like Polynesian slash Hawaiian islands to really take in the culture, examine it, study it be a part of it so that when they wrote the movie, all of that was integrated in very well and honestly. And so it's like with this movie that, you know, again, it's this thing of like, if you're going to do it, if you're going to diversify, if you want to be, if your whole thing is, well, we want to do something different, then do something different. Don't just make it the setting. It's the same thing with the princesses. Yeah. All of them are from different cultures. You don't find out how or why, they just are. So they're set dressing. That's really what they are at that point. <laughs> That's fair. Like if you're going to add a culture, cultural significance or a cultural location, add the culture. Right. To it. It's not about them like showing the struggle. I don't need to see them like it's like, oh, man, remember those times when those boats came through with all those black people and it was just a sad day that day. We don't need all that, but it'd be nice to see some Caribbean culture. Show me some of the food. Like you, you put the music in there. Okay, cool. Show me some of the hairstyles, maybe how they how the market actually operates and stuff. Past just here's a coconut, and that's it. <laughs> like you get a coconut. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I I do like how Scuttle was like they really hate cooked humans. Really, that was a funny joke there. though. It was the good. They get them, they're just like <laughs> that was a great payoff to a good joke. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, and it's like it's you know, stuff like, like that where I'm like, I feel like there's it's why I say like I don't hate this movie, but I just see the seeds of like. Oh man, this movie could have been. Uh, it could have gone. Uh, it, like it was all. It's uh, these seeds of like it's almost there. You could do something really cool and unique and different, but you you don't. You want to play it safe, so you won't. And it keeps this movie from being special. It just keeps it being basic, like something that's nice to put on for the kids in the background, but it doesn't really mean anything. I feel like they were willing to branch out a little earlier with the live actions, like with Cinderella. They kept making so many that it was like, it was different. They finally added like different stuff, more risk or stuff like that. Even with the Beauty and Beast and their like gay character, but they added more about the mom and Gaston's like PTSD and showing he has anxiety and like the, his little friend foot, Footman. What's, what is he called? Oh, LeFou? Anyway, showing LeFou. Thank you. Uh, showing how LeFou's like, all right, count to 10, remember how to breathe, everything like that. So those are like little- Even Aladdin gave like Jasmine that. like more of like a a like leader role. Like Jasmine like wants yeah, to be in charge. Because she was going to be the next princess. Yeah, she yeah, wants to be she's Sultan. She's going to be the next in line. So like they're, they're clearly showing you're willing to take like little payoffs that have, or little risks that have big payoffs. But this one was like, you, you're right. They put in a lot of seeds for like- for like stories never tried the risk of it never tried going further with it so it's like okay so you what you're doing is you're playing lion king instead you're doing shot by shot pretending something's new in there by adding a new song or two but then giving us just a shot by shot remake and it's like okay so what was the point of making little mermaid clearly nobody was asking for it <laughs> nobody wanted it it came music was you know decent the scuttlecrab thing is definitely scuttlebug is definitely going to be a thing. It's going to be annoying, uh, but like it <laughs> it's going to be a TikTok song for sure. Be, it's going to come up, and I know it is. But you didn't give us anything to be like, hey, yeah, this was definitely something I remember from the new remake. Other than like Hallie Haley, Hallie Bailey, yeah. 
Hallie Bailey. I was going to call her Hallie Bailey. Uh, the way she scuttles up the, the lock. Uh, sneaking. Or the weird, yeah, or the weird tint coloring of this movie, or the fact that the the prince is randomly adopted, which they don't really touch on. They're like, oh, you're adopted. They like it's a throwaway comment, really. Like, just remember, and you're like, oh, that's supposed to be the. Or rather, it's the thing they throw in his face. You're living constantly. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like an offhanded comment to for the audience just be like, remember, I guess to him too. Remember, you're adopted. You don't really belong here. <laughs> That's why you're always sad and alone and collecting little trinkets instead of out with people. That was the nice thing I did like. I don't know. I you know. I I I don't know. I disagree with you. Because <laughs> I <laughs> I I think well so I I will have to do a like a, a rewatch of the original Little Mermaid. Um because there, I know, and in and, and listening to uh, someone who had watched it more recently um, talk about the movie, um, they gave they also gave the prince more development. So he wasn't more of like a just an object, but he actually had, you know, an actual arc and storyline. We got to know the the prince a little more. That's why um, I like the trinket room because I and, I felt like there was a duality of like oh er, like uh, connecting him and Ariel because Ariel has trinkets from her adventure, or I guess adventures, but really her collection of stuff to fall to the sea, he has trinkets from his adventures over the sea. So it's kind of cool that they, they have that duality. And I was like, that's kind of neat. That's a different different new thing to connect them a little bit more. Yeah, and, I, I, and some of the touches that uh, Rob Marshall added as well. Um, I've heard him talk about the fact that uh, in the original movie, Ariel, she has the ability to write her name. Like when the prince is asking her what her name is, she like writes it down. Uh, but he took that out of the movie because if she had the ability to write, then she could just write like him a note saying, hey, I lost my voice because I traded it to the sea <laughs> and you need to kiss me now. Like that, it, it wouldn't make sense. So in this version of the movie, she just writing is not a capability of hers. Um, also, uh, I also heard someone talk about the fact that the kind of amendment of Ursula's um, uh, curse was the fact that she, uh, if you remember, she said um, that she won't remember that this curse happened, or she won't she won't remember that. Her goal is to get Prince Eric to kiss mm-hmm. her, um, which wasn't in the original movie, and it wasn't. I like this. that change. I thought that was a decent change. Yeah, Sebastian did mention that he's like when I tried to bring it up to her, she kind of got glossy eyed and and she just went to sleep. Yeah, I, I I did I did like that I did like that that change as well. Yeah, I think there's some good changes in there, but it's just like it's stuff that's like very minor. But makes sense, you know, because the writing thing, I forgot about that. That's a really cool idea um, to make that distinction and make that change because it's smart and it makes sense. Like if you're a mermaid, what do you need to write for? You're under the ocean. Like the, anything you tried to write with ink, you just it would just blow out. And then I guess if you, I guess you could argue you could write in the sand. But why? Like for what purpose other than to just show that she can write? It's like might as well just take it out. There's, it's not necessary. And they still got the point across anyway without it. So I think it works. And it leads to a cute scene 
when he's figuring out her name. It, that's what yeah. I, that's what I was thinking too. Like I really like the scene where like she's trying to tell him his name, and you know, and then she does the thing with the finger, and she's like Eric. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's it, that's that's cute and interesting. I like. Um, also, really quick. Also, before we finish this review, though, we got to give a big shout out because this girl deserves all her flowers for the little bit of time she's in this movie. Jessica Alexander. Jessica Alexander is like easily. She's amazing when she is uh, playing Ursula <laughs> in her human form. Oh, yeah. She's she's phenomenal. She's great. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm like I want to see her as a villain in another Disney film because she does so well. Like she just has the crazy face down and everything. Like she's great. She was. She's really good. Really good. Uh, and it's like and it's good because she's like uh, we were talking when we did our Mother's Day, uh, or not Mother's Day um, hairspray review. We were talking about um, uh, I can't remember her name right now. Uh, who plays Penny's mom? Uh. Oh, Allison yeah, Janey. Yeah, talking about Allison Janey and how she makes the most of her time when she's on screen. Jessica Alexander made the most of her time when she was on screen. She's like, I'm only in here for like 15 minutes, but I'm going to make them 15 minutes count <laughs> and do it well. And she does. She does a great I'm job. I'm on Disney's dime. Yeah, she does a great job. Uh, so I was like, I just wanted to give her a shout out because she deserves her flowers uh, for how well she does. She plays that role. Yeah. Yeah, she did a great job. The actors and actresses in this really did give give it their all, and they did amazing acting. And I would never say anything bad about anybody's acting in here. I think they they all did perfectly well. Um, the music was they all sang to the best of their ability. I think you're right. Some the accent got in a little way under the sea, but other than that, like everybody's acting was definitely on point. It fit their character. Nobody was just like. What are they doing here? Are they trying to test something new out or like what? Nope. Everybody acted to their character perfectly. I'd say the heavyweights are. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, my issues were mainly just with the, I guess, writing of it and the composition of the movie. Composition. My my issues fall a lot in the composition and the, the attempted lighting they were trying to do for this film. Yeah, I was just gonna say Melissa McCarthy and Haley Bailey. Now, yeah, you got me saying Haley Bailey. (laughs) Haley Bailey are the heavyweights, I think, of this film. I think they do the best job. Um, uh, Haley Bailey just holds it down as Ariel and with the singing, but Melissa McCarthy just brings so much character to Ursula. Like she is a cartoon character um, in this movie, and it's great. It's like it, it was necessary. It was needed for that character. And shout out to uh, Noma Dumezweni, Dumezweni, um, who uh, played uh, Queen Selena and has been in so many things that I have watched lately. Uh, she was in The Undoing, Normal People, uh, The Watcher on Netflix. Uh, she's been in so many things lately, and she's been she's been killing it. Yeah. She's great. Oh yeah, and she played Hermione in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. On oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. She must have done it after yeah, Alfred Woodard. Um, let me see. Oh wow, she has been. She's been Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff. 
Um, no, she was the original. Oh, okay. I thought Avery uh, Woodard was the original. Because mm-hmm. I know she did it too. No, I think that was her. I don't think Alfred Woodard did it. Let's see. Yeah, Alfred Woodard. Did yeah, she did it. Do I remember that was a big news story? Uh, uh, well, anyway, <laughs> while I'm looking up Alfred Woodard, uh, <laughs> uh, Jerome, what are, what are your final thoughts on on The Little Mermaid 2023? Uh, final thoughts. I think this movie is is fine. Like, you know, it's not offensive or anything like that. It's not a bad movie. Um, I don't think anyone does a terrible job acting wise or anything like that. Um, it's it's good. that But that's just where, where it is. I think my disappointment in this movie, well, not disappointment, rather just like uh, expectations were hoping that they were going to do uh, more with it. You know what I mean? That's what I think the expectation for me for all these live action remakes, because I, I feel like they have the potential to do cool things because it's a new new version of these classics that we grew up watching. So it's like you have a chance to do something different and fresh with it and revitalize this material. But in the for the sake of making money <laughs> and and getting butts in seats, you will not. And it's kind of disappointing because it feels like, you know, it's like you guys have the power to do that. You're writing the movie and you're Disney. You can get away with pretty much anything except murder. Like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> and even then, even then there's, there's, there's possibilities, um, but I'm just saying it's like, you have the power to completely change the game on some of these like old tales that you've had existed for 20 plus years now as films and so i really just wish this movie had taken those chances more because it has it i feel like i said the same thing with polite society uh, but at least polite societies uh is trying other new things you know it's an original story there's some new things they're trying to develop and uh so they're trying to play it safe because they don't know how much the audience is going to vibe with this or not. You have a proven product to know how people are going to vibe with this movie. So you know what can and cannot work and how and where you can push the boundaries and where you can't and you still won't push them anyway. So that's that's a major disappointment for me on that end. But as far as a grade goes, uh, I'm giving this a C. It's very middle of the road for me. Like it's not amazing, but it's not bad either. So... I looked up Alfred Woodard, Harry Potter, and Cursed Child, and nothing came up. Hmm. I thought it's saw her name uh, attached to it. it. Hmm. All right. Half your room. I hadn't done anything in a while. Uh, Alex, what, what are your thoughts? Now that you've spoken up, what are, you, what are your thoughts? I give this movie a solid B. I think it's cute. I think it's something kids are definitely going to enjoy, whether they've seen the original Little Mermaid or not. I think we want a little more just because this is a Disney classic film. You know, it's our Little Mermaid reimagined. And there are, whether you think about it or not, sometimes I think you do think about cartoon movies and their live action versions. So you do already go in with a certain mindset because you're like, oh, if they ever do make this live action, I want these actors. Mm. So. 
I will I will say that may, you know, that does influence a lot, actually. But I think it was a cute film. And I, I, I repeatedly say just contrast and lighting was my big issue. But in the end, it was colorful. It was bright. Uh, the songs were cute. They're definitely going to make kids happy. Mm-hmm. And in the end, that's what a Disney movie should be doing. Making the kids happy and making the parents annoyed with the songs the kids will be singing. So, what about you, Jonathan? I really enjoyed this movie. Um, if you couldn't tell already, uh, I had a great time watching it um, again with my little nachos. And uh, nachos. I, I know, right? That's so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am going to have to give it uh, probably an A minus. Uh, the minus. Due to, um, like I mentioned, the song uh, that I thought that was a little bit unnecessary gave me vibes of the, the Beauty and the Beast song. Uh, also, there was there were some moments where like the CGI was like not hitting as well as it could have. Uh, but overall, I was really immersed in it, and I, I really thought it was uh, beautifully done. Especially the scene where uh, they're on the boat and Sebastian singing Kiss the Girl. I thought that was a gorgeous scene. The nighttime, mm. it was all lit up and everything. And they were on the out in the water on the boat. Uh, and it was a cute scene as well when she's uh, telling him uh, her name and everything. And you think they're about to kiss and they're about to, but then Ursula screws it all up. But... <sighs> Why you? Point. That's how you move Also, why are you acting like you didn't know that was gonna happen? <laughs> that's how, that's what I'm saying. I was immersed in it, even though I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> I knew we still had an hour left in this two-hour-long movie. Yeah. Also, Giant Ursula didn't look um, bad in this movie. I was worried. I was worried that it wasn't gonna look good in this movie, but it actually looks all right. Yeah, she did. She did look quite terrifying. Yeah, they hid in the shadows very well. <laughs> yes, because that's what you do. No, that's what you do. That uh, you ever notice that most CG happens like in a darkened room or whatever. Like, in yeah, the you use the shadows to hide. Like, so if you would like have stuff you can't finish or it doesn't look quite right in the light, you hide it in the shadows, and it makes it look much better. Mm-hmm. What we do in the shadows? <laughs> um, but uh, Halle Bailey. She is a star. Uh, she had so much charisma. She just, you know, she like she breathed and walked Disney princess. Uh, you could tell that she was just so ethereal, even in the way that she walked and talked and just her little moments when she wasn't talking, when she was completely voiceless. She still had a charm about her demeanor that was really present on screen. Um, and like I mentioned, her chemistry with uh, Prince Eric, her chemistry with Javier Bardem as well, I thought was really good. And and Ursula, mm-hmm. um, I, Melissa McCarthy, she she did that as well. Uh, I can't wait to see Halle Bailey in The Little Mermaid. Um, I can't wait to see what uh, Jonah Howard King does with his uh, his career as well too. I think he's he's got a promising um, future. He's got promising things ahead. Yes, a promising future. Um, yeah, I this is probably this is probably up there for my Disney remakes of the, you know, um modern era. Uh if we're not including, you know, Brandy's Cinderella's <laughs> of the of it all. I'm gonna say um, no. 
Okay, it's not, not included in this because so this, this is a specific brand they're doing. I mean, it just even the Disney logo is now like completely different, um, which that the, every, I was telling my girlfriend because they keep changing it. And I'm like, it's even longer now. <laughs> it just keeps getting longer every time they change it. Well, do you notice? Well, sometimes they'll do the that the Cinderella's castle or whatever, and then they'll transition it. <laughs> They 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 make they um, they make they, it fit uh, the setting of the movie like r- exactly yeah. they'll like transition from that into yeah. the movie like without any like black screen. Listen, I grew up on the done. That's it. That's all we need. We don't need the the we walk on the water. Then you see the castle and the fireworks, and then the then Tinkerbell goes over, and then the Disney logo, and then you hear the the final blast of the horns and the trumpets. Then movie. I'm like, we don't need all that. We didn't need it back in the '90s. We don't need it now. To be fair, I wasn't mad at it. I wasn't mad at it, and I didn't notice it as much. Um, you were probably there at the start of the previews, huh? With those twenty-five minute, we AMC caught half previews. of them because we um we we got there late, so we caught half of the previews before the uh, after the movie started. Uh, okay, so I I had watched Fast X, and then I got in line to get concessions, <laughs> uh, to get my nachos, and the line was so long. That I walked in right before that happened. So when when the Disney logo was coming on, I had, I had just sat down like a like a minute or two earlier. Jonathan, so I was I like, I always love when you tell me what movies you watch together because they're never never ever the same. Like I watch this movie and this movie, never the same box. Very Here's what's funny. Every single Here's time, f- and it's great. I love it. What's funny to me though is Jonathan. Were you amazed that Little Mermaid made more sense than Fast X, a movie that's supposed to take place in reality? <laughs> I can't wait. To I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. You know, watch our Fast X review. That's a good that point. was last week. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and then next week I'm going to watch The Boogeyman and I don't know, something something completely <laughs> the opposite of that. I'm excited to see The Boogeyman. Uh, we're not reviewing that. I'm no, excited. we're not reviewing that. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to know more about The Boogeyman, go see it for yourself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was your... Did you give a grade, Jonathan? Did I, I did. That? A yeah. minus. You know it's going to be high. Okay. <laughs> I knew it was going. I still want to know. Right. I still want to hear his opinion or his grade. I care. Alex gave a B. That's only two below mine. <laughs> I, it's a good film. I think it's a good Disney. I think it's a good Disney film, especially for this generation. That's fair. The kids and had I a think- blast watching this movie. The kids in my theater. Yeah. Great time. Although the funniest thing I ever. I, I just reminded me of that thing of the kids. That scene when Triton blows up like all of her stuff in the thing, it was dead mm-hmm. silent because you know it's a very dramatic moment, and all I hear is, "Mommy, that wasn't very kind." <laughs> I was like, "That's a good kid. They know." <laughs> yeah. Aww. Also, now it's because uh, parents are introducing gentle parenting, so it's not oh, like yes. generations before where they would actually destroy toys, children's toys. 
be like, well, you're never getting this back. <laughs> now they're just like, I'm going to take this away until you calm down. Eventually it'll come back. So right. their parenting's also a little different now. <laughs> that was just so cute. Also, I have to... S- <laughs> that, that, that is adorable. Yeah. Also, I have to say, the people who were sitting next to me, the family that was sitting next to me, uh, they left all their their drinks and their food in yeah. the seat. Uh, just uh, a, a reminder to, to people out there. I shouldn't have to remind you, but- Take your trash. Take your trash. Exactly. <laughs> when you leave the theater, okay? As three former movie theater mm-hmm. ushers, we can attest to the fact that we do not like picking up after grown people. And even if oh, yeah. they are kids, even if they are kids, the kids didn't come by right. themselves. You a parent, tell the them parents, to pick up their trash. Right? Yes. You know better. Exactly. Uh, although, uh, like you, t- that was my your PSA. thing. My thing was the people in my, like both in front of us and next to us, could not sit down. Constantly getting up and down to go somewhere. I don't know where. I'm like, could you sit your behind down and watch this movie? You, there is no more concessions you need. There are 30 <laughs> minutes left in this film. There is no reason you need to go back to the concession stand for nothing. Sit down. <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot what movie I had seen. It was like at the beginning of this year. There's this like couple in front of me. The woman must have had the tiniest bladder because she kept getting up <laughs> to probably, I felt like go to the bathroom or something because she takes three sips of her drink and then off she went. And I was like, this movie isn't a long movie. I remember it not being a long movie. I was sitting with my sister, uh, I think my sister, but I was thinking, this movie's not a long movie. Stop drinking the soda. That's all you gotta do. Clearly, there's an issue. Three sips and you have to go. Stop drinking the now, soda. Granted, the only one I was really mad at was the person next to me. The person in front, they had kids. So she was really taking her daughter out to like use the restroom and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'll give you a pass. Your kids got to go. You got to go. I had that duty when I was, as a big brother, I took my little sister out all the time out of movies because my parents didn't want to be bothered to go watch these movies which used to frustrate me because i'm like you don't even like avengers y'all could take her (laughs) why do i gotta go (laughs) i'm here for the movie literally no this this person was like it was was a couple because every time she got up the guy did that thing where he like put his hands in his pocket and he went like curling in like like you can tell it clearly tell he was getting annoyed from that He's like putting his hands in his pocket, curling up. He's like, because he's like, in the moment she came back, he, she like linked his arm with her, leaned against him, and be like, all right, you got comfortable again. Like 20 minutes later, got up, and he's just like, <laughs> that <laughs> was. Yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen during mine because I was sitting in the uh, in the the Dolby theater with the recliners. And you know those reclining seats go to like the edge yeah, of the yeah they go all the way the, um, row yeah so when so when somebody moves you gotta you gotta like tuck your legs in you gotta like sometimes like put put the seat down that would get annoying I like the what uh, recliners with the automatic ones so if they did have to pass it would be super awkward just like slowly push <laughs> my mm-hmm. you just gotta down. stare at them the whole time while you do it dude. <laughs> You made this choice. Now I'm reclining up. Just the whole time you were giving him the eyes, like, like, see what you made me have to do. I was Very good and comfortable, and now you come over here, you messing up the whole situation. I want you to look me in the eyes and look at the betrayal right now. Look at it. But anyway, that's our review for Little Mermaid. That's our review. Our PSA theater etiquette. 
of a pick, yeah. Theater etiquette. And at least the bathroom before. that's right. At least none of us. At least none of us had the uh, the fighting families. Did you see the under the sea is playing in the background, and this this woman is like, I do nothing to you. And so there's literally a TikTok video. <laughs> Oh, shit. God, no! It's always the like most wholesome places where the most ghetto stuff happens. I swear, <laughs> it's it can't it couldn't have been Fast X, you know? Where it, <laughs> no, right. they were too busy getting whipped around by the forty X. It, it had to be that movie. It had to be Under the Sea, where all these kids are just trying to enjoy some wholesome Disney movie magic. <laughs> <laughs> The lady recording is the lady who's recording is like, "What is this? This is the Little Mermaid. I need a oh, refund." Oh man, this is at the like beginning of it too. Because this is like, oh, you found it. I found. It. I found if anything. I found one of them because this is like Sebastian trying to talk to Eric. Yes, yes, that's it. That's it. I'll send it to you guys. You just see the beginning. So this is like the beginning too. Like you couldn't even all uh-huh. wait for like the middle ground. This is straight up at the beginning. Things are already. This is. I just... love it. I have only been next to one theater fight in my life, and I was a kid, so I couldn't really do much about it. But like, it. I. I've always wanted to see those. Yeah, we didn't have. And and let me rephrase that. Just arguments, <laughs> not a physical fight. No one turned anything more violent. Of course, I do not wish violence upon anybody. But you know, I'm all I'm all about that. I am nosy as fuck, so I love. One day we got to watch the Last Dragon, and that in that movie, there's a theater scene of people being disrupted in a movie that'll make you go, okay. Someone needs to beat their ass, cause, <laughs> cause, cause this don't make no type of damn sense. <laughs> Uh, anyway, social. Also, comment below, audience. Tell us what you thought about Little Mermaid. Yeah. If you have seen it, if you haven't seen it, and you just watched the review anyway, glad to have you on board. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, there you go. There's one. <laughs> but uh, comment below. Tell us what you think about the Little Mermaid uh, on the YouTube channel, and if you're watching this on uh, or listening to this rather on any of the audio streaming platforms, uh, you know. Send us an email at thefirstwastodie at gmail.com or just hit us up on our social medias and tell us what you thought about Little Mermaid. Yes. And Alex, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram and on TikTok, as well as the podcast TikTok, The First Ones to Die, where I post little clips of our episodes, things we will be reviewing as well, and my own little edits of things I've watched when I'm high, and if you guys could just come over there, say hi, and... Yeah, that's where you can all find me. What about you, Jerome? Where are we find you? Can you can find me at not Jerome Rett on Instagram, and I'm, that's the only one I'm going to plug because I'm I'm just too busy right now. I can't do the others right now. So <laughs> no. it's fine. That's the only one I put so up. You can honestly. follow me at not Jerome Rett on Instagram and find out more about what's going on. I am going to start posting up more stuff about this, so just be on the lookout for that. Um, but also, I, I feel like I, I've been I've been looking at all the yeah, stories. So. Um, uh, so be on the lookout for more stuff about uh, some kind of stuff. But also, I feel like I'm just—I have a lot of backlog stuff from the past two years that I haven't put on social media. So be on the lookout. 
Um, but also, if you want to know uh, what extra stuff we are doing that you can't get on any of the other streaming platforms, follow us at The First Ones to Die on our YouTube channel, where you can check out all types of extra content, stuff like gaming videos, blogs, uh, mini reviews for stuff we just didn't have time to do full podcast reviews for. Bless you. Bless you again. Uh, book reviews. Uh, and of course, film versions of all of the podcasts. So if you want to see our beautiful faces, come on over there and see that. Um, in fact, we got some gaming content coming up soon. I'm not going to spoil the surprise for what it is, but just know it's a sequel to a thing we did a couple years back. And I am so excited for you guys to check it out. So be on the lookout for that when that comes out. Uh, I forgot what you were talking about for a second, but I <laughs> So we got some stuff on the horizon. Um, and eventually we will get our Twitch stream channel back up we just gotta we're just taking a bit of a break because a lot of us are really busy right now but we'll get back to it and when we do we will let you know so the first only way for you to stay up to date is check out the instagram so you can be on the lookout for when we do our twitch streams live at the first ones to die plays so be on the lookout for that jonathan where can people find you you can find me at jonathan keys on twitter instagram wherever you please you follow us uh, the first ones to die on all of these social platforms. If you're watching us on YouTube, please give us a like and subscribe and comment below. What are your thoughts on Little Mermaid? Do you agree with us? Do you, do you disagree? Uh, also, if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, please give us a five-star rating and review. We would really appreciate that immensely. And until well, next, next week, week, in honor of Pride, next week. we're watching Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. That is the whole title, folks. I am not joking. <laughs> and it's a movie, classic, a comedy LGBT classic. I am excited for us to review this movie. I am really curious to see what you two have to say about this movie because it doesn't sound like you both have seen it. So I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about it. I haven't looked anything up on it. I feel like I probably have seen it, but don't remember the title. So I'm waiting until I'm ready to watch it. I'm not even gonna look up what it's about, where the actors in or anything, until I'm ready to like. I would say it's on Amazon Prime, so you can watch it on Amazon Prime. So yeah, so be on the lookout for that next week. Um, all right, Jonathan, go ahead. <laughs> the outro. Well, that, well, that's that's it. That's it. We'll see you then. Yep. <laughs> Bye. Bye.